motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk People. sounds like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just came here to fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 8, Quattro, of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And Lay Squad is in the building. And again, as per usual, you are tuned in to the best damn podcast in the game. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go. We back, baby. It always feels like a lifetime. I'm not going to lie. Uh, even though the last episode was only seven days ago. And it feels way shorter on the off weeks when we do take a week off. I'm like, damn, I feel like we just recorded. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> but that always shifts back and forth. But anyway, we, uh, I guess we got time. It, last week we gave you a short episode because there's pretty much shit all to talk about. This week we got a little bit more. We'll get to that later. But before we jump into all of this, Lilo, what you been playing, baby? Dude, I've been playing some Apex Legends to be chatted about later. What about you? I have been playing Final Fantasy IX, but more importantly, I have been listening to Revenge of the Dreamers 3 by Dreamville. If you have not gotten it yet, go pick it up. Cold World. And it's a great album, and JID's album as well, and Boss, and Earth Literally every artist there is worth checking out on their individual merits. So if you like hip-hop, or if you don't, check that shit out. And now, speaking of a little bit hip-hop, hey, hey let's get into it, because we don't have a whole lot of events to plug uh, for once. However, we will soon, but not yet. And so for now, July 20th, Saturday, Microsoft, Walt Whitman Shops. We are doing a 24-person, 12-team Rocket League tournament. We'll be announcing the prize this week. You sign up on Eventbrite or on the Microsoft website. Bring a pal or be issued a friend. There'll be snacks, there'll be prizes, and there'll be games. His name will be Solo, and he hey, is and we will get blown out at Golo. Hey. <laughs> hey. Very bad. Right? He's, but, he's decent in Golo. Let's go with that. Hey, hey, decent in Golo. Bring, bring a partner if you can, ideally. You don't want to be talking. <laughs> but anyway, you can find the squad over on Twitter at people like games, at WeWillPLG, at BeesPLG. And you can find us on Instagram at people like games, Reddit, r backslash people like games. And our shop, which major announcement upcoming. However, our online shop, etsy.com slash shop slash people like games or people like games.com. It's available on both, but a link to the same thing. And lastly, we have this show, which you are listening to, which can also be found on the usual suspects, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. Now that I feel like I've been talking too long. I'm going to pass it over to Lilo for a little bit of table contents, baby. What can you be expecting in this wonderful episode 84th on the 5th? I was just kidding. On the 10th of July. I said the 5th. 
It's like the 4th of November, but it's the fifth. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Anyway, in our table of contents, we got the hotcakes and lobby. We got four one-liners for you. That's all you need to know about them. They're pretty funny. And the story, or rather the sentence, says it all. Moving on, we'll go to our trademarked quick scope. Not really trademarked, but it'd be awesome if it was. Uh, QS, baby. we giving you the rundown of the gaming industry and all the fun news and all the stories that we would like to cover for you for this week. You listen to the podcast, you hear everything that's relevant in the gaming industry. Follow it up with solo something or another. Like it says, he's going to be listening to something or another. I'll or figure it out later. Talking about something or another. He's going to do it on the fly. It's going to be kind of awesome. Always. Follow that up with the game Spotlight. And uh, like I said earlier, what I've been playing, Apex Legends. Why am I playing Apex Legends? Because they dropped the Battle Pass, but not even the Battle Pass. They dropped Season 2 and they instilled a whole bunch of updates, which I will be happily running through with you because, man, the gameplay has changed so much and I love it. Lastly, we are bringing it back. I know we were on a hiatus last week, but uh, bring back the final lap. And unfortunately for you, or rather fortunately for you, it's not on one topic in particular, but on many topics, Sol and I will be doing a rapid fire questionnaire, word association with different topics that we have come up with on our own. So what you hear from each other and our responses will be genuine surprise. And randomness, uh, a series of unrelated questions. Definitely. I mean, like, hopefully gaming related, but like, unrelated. I don't know. I could we'll be out. curious about oil prices in the 1970s. You never know. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's start out with the hot cakes in the lobby. The first one we got for you. To date, League of Legends has more Twitch viewers, aka has the most Twitch views in 2019, beating Fortnite and other games. Ha ha. Suck it. I'm just going to pause and say sound that cue is terrible Four hotcakes in the lobby <laughs> and uh, now Nintendo has sold 10 million or I guess it has 10 million subscriptions to its online service but it should be mentioned that Twitch has been giving away three month and 12 month subscriptions for free if you are uh, or if you already have their service so the numbers are could be slightly inflated next all right, um, we got Project X Cloud. If you don't remember, it is the streaming service for your cell phone is now in live beta tests and Microsoft is pushing that for all those who have signed up. It is now live. And lastly, lastly we have the official announcement for the Batman Arkham collection. Chiboy is going to get it. Batman forever. Fiend. All right, I like it. I guess I, right. I'm supposed to add something there. I don't really have a transition. We should figure <laughs> just, that one out. There's <laughs> a pause, and I, mean, I was like, "All right, fuck it. I'm just gonna go for this." The way you finish it is just now. We start the next. Exactly. Okay, and we're off to the races. There we go. Get money. All right. With our first story, um, everyone knows that we've covered at length the news coming out about your next generation consoles. The whole gaming industry was gearing up at E3 for next year, essentially, giving you previews what's to come and what's to drop a new, um, you know, consoles. What's funny though is that y'all don't even need to wait till next year to figure out what's in the new consoles. You can get it this year. What do I mean by that? Well, a YouTuber by the name of Austin Evans has built his own custom PC using the specs that PS5 
and the Xbox Scarlet have released online. And when I say specs, I mean we know the hardware that they're trying to use, right? And we don't necessarily know the, the different customization within the hardware or how they're gonna tweak the settings, but we do know the actual like plugs they wanna use. And uh, he went ahead and created a PC out of those parts and was doing benchmark tests and giving you the details. And this is all captured in a nice 10 minute succinct YouTube video that he's got building the PS5. I mean, it's comparable PS5 and this, you know, the, the specs are com comparable to uh, the Xbox Scarlet. So it's one of the same, but ultimately all being said, he's pretty impressed. He's pretty impressed and he's excited about the next generation console because if all this is true and the stats hold up and they do something fancy, you could be seeing honestly 1440p 2K at 60 frames per second, which is fucking wonderful. That's all I got. Solo? I believe that a lot of technological terms will be thrown around, but primarily they'll be useless. It's like cameras on a phone. Your eye can only discern a certain pixel level. So after a certain pixel level, you could put a billion pixels in that shit and can make a fucking difference. Oh, However, you, it'll, you'll be immersed, man. It'll be the Matrix. Trust the Matrix. Me. You'll notice 1440p versus this. It, it's, it's very cool. Speaking of the Matrix, but having nothing to do with the Matrix and actually our next topic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a little information. Cuphead has sold 4 million copies to date. I have really been debating getting it for Nintendo Switch, but without difficult it is and with how fidgety the switch uh joy cons are anyway not worth it and i have it for xbox and someone bought me an xbox one x so we chilling over with that one however the bigger news in relation to that is that the series is being turned into a netflix original series uh it will be an animated series with the uh brothers who uh founded the studio mdhr uh, actually helping to uh, executive produce it, along with uh, the former creator of a little-known series, uh, Carmen Sandiego. And it looks like oh, it's going to be God. pretty cool. And, oh, it's man, they even have uh, Rocco's Modern Life uh, co-creator as a co-executive producer as well. So they have a couple of cool people. I think this is an interesting idea, uh, especially for what a video game adaptation could be. Whereas primarily, like, they're making, a, I think I got a Rainbow Six or Call of Duty movie with, like, Jake Gyllenhaal or something. And I'm like, I get it, but all of this material is still being adapted poorly. This is a unique version, but it's still Guillermo Bioshock until it happens. And everyone's like, wow, <laughs> how did that happen? And I'll be like, I see, I see. I'm going to clip every single fucking episode that Epic. I ever said it. And I'm just going to yeah. line that shit up and be like, you're... I actually have tweets of it too now, so we're chilling. We got a receipt. He's got but... facts. It is true. We've been touting uh, Guillermo del Toro for a while. I think and, that, you know, legit. Witcher's legit. coming to Netflix. Halo is coming to Showtime. Just further confirms what we've been saying since, you know, January of 2017 uh, or January 2018 when Lulu came aboard, which was, uh, you know, the fact that we have uh, a lifespan on comic uh, adaptations. Because after Endgame, I feel like there's the the peak was reached, and so what you have now is sort of not you know deteriorating returns because there's going to still pe be people turning out for something like Spider-Man: Far From Home, 
But lastly, the only thing I have to say to top that off was that uh, it's interesting because comics never saw a bump from comic book movies, but are video games going to see a bump from video game series and movies? Hmm. That's a question that we can probably cover in a final lap. Hey. Have another time. All Next right. week. Uh, I'm going to take this story and kind of pivot it along the same lines. We're taking Cuphead, which was a small developer that kind of blew up on the scene, right? Well... The story I found is actually pretty cool because it hits close to home. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Not going to go into any more detail there. But highlighting uh, over here at PLG, we like to highlight the smaller communities that do game development. And one of these is called Glitch City, baby. It's a punk Culver City video game collective, which is a collaboration of all these different artists and developers that all just kind of work in the same space. And this is an interesting take on the game's news that we normally cover in that there's a whole bunch of developers and artists who kind of just get together to work together, but not necessarily on the same projects. They work in the same creative endeavors, and it's like you have people who have the same hobbies as you, but you're all working on a different class. In my head, I, I uh, think about it as akin to if you're in, um, what is it, home ec or something like that, one of the kind of classes where you're doing... You're chopping your own wood and you're gluing it all together and you're making your own design, but someone else can help you and step in when you need to. You can get advice from other people. This is a collaborative environment and people are all there to uh, just sort of enjoy each other's presence while they pursue their hobbies. And that's very much what it is. It was started by a couple of guys in Culver City who were just waiting tables and had coding experience and wanted to do those things together. And so they created this, this community essentially in a warehouse in Culver City, Los Angeles. And... Uh, needless to say, it's getting a highlight in the Los Angeles Times, not Los Angeles Times in general, but Los Angeles Times website. Anyway, I digress. whole bunch of games have been released, including Donut County, Quadrilateral Cowboy, and Irrational Exuberance, the prologue. So these are a couple of things to come out of it. I know you've never heard of them, neither have I, but the YouTube videos look pretty dope, and the art is uh, very much in our... In our uh, for it, we foray into this type of art. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Long story short, Solo is going to love this art that I'm going to show him. So either way, highlighting small gaming communities, looking for people who are collaborators, people who enjoy the game's experience. And uh, I think this is very, very cool. Wanted to highlight this for you. So Solo, let's bring it back to reality. Now, what you let's take it from reality to one of our favorite. I haven't been able to do this in forever. You already know. What time? Your coin's it better. Is. I'll be honest. Your coin is better. It sounds more classic <laughs> coin. I know. It's smooth. It's smooth. Look at that. Mm. It just dies. It's yours it sharp dies. to the ear. It stings the nostrils. But I anyway, it. I have a little ten cent news, and this one is actually pretty major. And this has been a sort of follow up to a couple of stories that we had covered in the past. Um, if we had a smarter editor he would have probably went about trying to find which episodes we covered those in but shit happens so i will mention them uh just in passing quickly um we had mentioned china had frozen all game approvals because of concern about the youth playing too much and so now Tencent is leading a charge uh, after months. They froze them, then they slowly started letting them back, but at nowhere near to the same degree as it was prior to the freeze. And so Tencent's leading a charge for the creation of a age rating system for games. And so uh, it's more or less uh, sort of an ESA for 
a ratings system in China to allow uh, them to sort of get in line with what the Chinese government wants without having to be sort of impressed upon. And it's exactly what the ESA did when they were formed back in the 90s because of the uh, violence in video games from Mortal Kombat. And so the proposed system, which has uh, you know a partnership with already 10 gaming companies, including the other major player there, NetEase, uh, about uh, four different categories, ages, or I guess five, ages 6 plus, 12 plus, 16 plus, and 18 plus, Children under six are not recommended to play games unsupervised. Uh, it's been submitted for, uh, you know, inspection by uh, expert committee. And, you know, we'll follow up with what that is. But curious, what do you think? I just, it's funny that it is over here, but not over there, but they're leading it. And then Tencent has the rights to not that rights, but they have the power to exert their influence on these ratings. And I don't even know. I just don't really know how it's going to work with the Chinese government because the Chinese government is clearly given the double middle fingers to all gaming for a while, you know? And so Tencent doesn't really hold a flame to Chinese governments because they have such a strict hold on their citizenship and sort of how they control the media and whatnot. So uh, good luck. I don't know if it's going to matter. I think it's just going to affect the games you develop realistically if we're thinking about it. Rating system is all is all good, but uh, make your games less gory. Don't have blue blood because even that won't fly. It just doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. That's true. The rating system is independent of the game itself and what's in the game. It's the content that's important. We need an so. inside man in China or woman. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to find that. But we're not. Dun, dun, I don't know. Dun. It'll, it'll be right. a search. It will be. We'll go all the way across right. the country if we have to to find one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on to our next story. And the next story is along the console lines that I was so happy to talk about earlier. And um, this is actually pretty interesting in that it's what every developer says. However, I want you, listener, to be reassured about the most anticipated game coming out this quarter of this year. And that is. CD Projekt Red with their release of Cyberpunk 2077. Speaking with WCCF Tech at E3, CD Projekt Red's Alvin Liu said that players should not worry about the treatment of Cyberpunk on the console systems. And what does he mean by that? He's like, he says he's targeting, or rather the group is targeting consoles as the first class platforms and it looks amazing there. So although you spent $2,000 on a brand new PC, getting ready to play games at 144 frames per second on uh, 4K, you don't necessarily need that to enjoy it on consoles. And they're trying to make sure that the console experience is as good as it can be. Apparently in the past, CD Projekt Red has not had the greatest track record when they tried to optimize games for the console. However, you know, we're going to see Cyberpunk 2077 and if it's any indication the way the last generation of consoles ended, you had great games come out on Xbox 360 and PS3 that looked so much different than the games that initially came out for PS3 and Xbox that uh, I have no doubt CD Projekt Red has learned from The Witcher 3 and its optimization woes and that the game should run pretty, pretty nicely. But if you're worried about the optimization, 
just take that little tidbit out there because I don't think it's something that many people thought of. You had The Last of Us come out at the end of last generation consoles and that looked amazing at the time. You had, um, you know, what was it? I think Halo 4 that came out at the end of the last generation of the consoles. And so there's just like a whole bunch of games that looked so different compared to the initial, the beginning of the generation. And it's been five years that I think game developers have figured out the way to get the most out of what we have now. And, you know, I mean, if you got an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro, you're set anyway, so don't even worry about it. Either way, CD Projekt Red, they're looking out for you, and you have that to look forward to on April 19th, when or April 16th, sorry, when it drops on PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. All right, Solo, how do you feel? I, you, you, you reassured? Are you reassured I from just them? have a reassurance that I had an affinity for CD Projekt Red, coincidentally. <laughs> All right, so you're saying this is good news. I like this. Okay. Always. Any company that strives for quality, and because I was just reading an article about how The Witcher 3 port for Nintendo Switch, also by CD Projekt Red, uh, doesn't have any sort of corners cut. Obviously, it runs at a lower performance when it's handheld, but overall, on a console, it runs pretty well. Yeah, they cut the viewing distance and shit like that, but that's yeah. normal. Like, you mean, exactly, like they didn't do too much. They they optimize it the best they could, and I think they take these lessons learned and move them forward. What what As they're able to do is just impressive. Uh, every time, every time, and mm -hmm. so next up we have a quick one, sort of a little reminder that I've been saying since order day one. But however, HQ. The trivia game with your host, Robert something. I forget the guy's name, but whatever. He, There's like 17 hosts at the end, to be honest. So Hot All girls. I know is that they have decided to HQ Trivia has uh, laid off a number of people, about 20% oh. of their overall staff. Uh, you know, if, uh, if anyone recalls, the company was started by the former co-founders of Vine, uh, one of them met a tragic uh, death a couple of months ago from an OD. Uh, his name is Colin Kroll. He was CEO. The CEO, Russ Yusupov, who was the who was ousted in place of Colin, Russ then replaced him following his death. And then the whole company tried to get rid of him. Basically, the company's been hemorrhaging users. Russ's rule ended up leading to that host leaving. A lot of you people probably play HQ Trivia, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Scott, Scott, Scott Rogowski, Scott Rogowski, Scott Rogowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's his yeah. name. I think, or at least close to it, something like that. And so he left. Let's find out. Following Russ's return, and so uh, basically, <laughs> more or less, the company's been going downhill, and now they are introducing. I think they have a sister title called HQ Words, and they are implementing a drum roll, please, subscription model. Shocking. Hey. They are going to be the Netflix of unused mobile trivia games. Congratulations, Sucker. HQ. You that should have sucks. listened to me months ago when we had a conversation and I said, diversify your revenue streams because when I had an opportunity to speak with Russ uh, Yusupov, who was the founder of it, or one of the co-founders, I said, you sold Vine to Twitter. What did you learn? And he said that I know viral. I was like, but what did you learn about viable revenue models? And he said, nothing. And you know what you have now? Failing company. Awkward. Failing company. Dun, dun, dun. But you know what we do here at PLG? I woke up for some.
Now, and then we fall. You get nothing. That's you how lose. Roll. Good day, sir. Hey. They gotta go bug up. They, they go back to back like that. Hey. Kind of hey. Yeah. Little bitch. All right. Whew. Let's move on to the next story, and we're <laughs> we're bringing in subscription models. So this is a great linkage. Good job, editor. What can I do? <laughs> By accident. Was, That's how we roll. Right. Exactly. But uh, stay on subscription idea, and we're talking about how. There's one subscription model that developers, or at least some developers, are touting as a relative success in the wake of subscription models everywhere. And that is the Xbox Game Pass is the first time subscription that apparently is quote unquote fair for developers. So in a panel of developers um, in 2019 got together and they debated the breakthrough that Microsoft had in the subscription service. And there are some quotes that I want to read for you. So this is coming from Dino Patty, who left Play Dead and co-founded Jumpship and Coherence. She says, with the subscription models, there are two angles, the consumer angle and the developer angle. Consumers want as many games as possible, as cheaply as possible, but the developer needs to look at what the deal gives them. So Microsoft first parties, if you don't remember from E3, are all releasing on Game Pass now. So all the ones they have in-house and all the new games are gonna come out on Game Pass, and that's huge. But what does that mean for developers? Well, everyone relates the Game Pass to subscription services like Netflix and Spotify. So just to give you an idea, Spotify pays the artist for the amount of viewers they get or listeners they get per song. So they give them a percentage of a dollar per play for the song. And, you know, the more people that listen to it, the more money you get. Great. Netflix, on the other hand, just pays for the IP. They pay for what they think your show or movie is worth, and then it's a one-time flat fee. And those are very different models. Xbox Game Pass is more like Netflix in that they pay developers for what they think the game is worth, but there are other subscription services out there that apparently, like, on live, uh, you can have the game on their service, and they'll pay you for the hours played that the consumers have. So if you have a game that is like online and never ending in a MOBA and something of that nature, and people just replay it, replay it, replay it, that's great for you. You're gonna get a lot of play time. But if you have a game like a story-driven game or a narrative and a single player solo RPG, unfortunately, you're only gonna get like, you know, 40 hours, if that, of content, and then someone's gonna move on to the next game. So developers very much play this cat and mouse game of which subscription service has the greatest um, return for them. But ultimately, people are saying that Xbox Game Pass does that well. They value all the games they have. They actually subsidize their losses because some developers are trying to sell their games at $60, but on the Game Pass, they know they're not gonna get that return, quote unquote. So Xbox pays them as if they sold a shit ton of games at $60, that kind of thing. And uh, it's great for small-time developers because you get on a big-time network that has a lot of face value, a lot of screen time, if that makes sense. I'm looking at these games that are made by studios that I've never heard of before, and that's good for them and not necessarily good for Xbox nor its first-party IP. So third-party developers are, you know, touting it as a success, and I think that's important. That's important for the industry because Microsoft is very much trying to be the cloud gaming you know, giant in this industry, and they're doing that by helping third-party developers as well as their own developers in-house. And who knows how this change is gonna ripple out and sort of affect everything as a whole. And clearly we're seeing all these subscription models, but Solo, I think you'd agree that like, if people continue to turn to the Game Pass, if we see most of our user base 
go towards that subscription model, the way developers develop games and the types of games is going to radically change. That's what I think. And in direct contrast to that, you hear that like PS4 is developed or is focused on single party games and Nintendo just does its own thing. But I think that the Xbox fans and the Microsoft fans may be seeing a certain amount of IP in a certain direction for replayability or something of that nature, you know, games that are never ending and open world and people who are driven by hours played, that kind of thing. So who knows? I'm not really sure, but it's fun to hear what developers think and people are not as opposed to Game Pass as I anticipated them to be. That's it. That's all I got, Solo. I will say before I take us to our final article here, uh, I'm just worried and hope that as subscription models become more predominant we don't end up uh in a situation where uh more or less what happens in every single case which is the price ends up going up because of the uh unnecessary uh or the lack of competition rather so if you don't have a balance between the actual uh physical and the actual digital then you're not going to be able to uh, balance the threat of the price being sort of surged on you, uh, and in that in that nature, in that case, in that case. Oh no, no, my computer is breaking. No, not the computer. Stop. Okay, so oh, no. Yeah, Legendary. that was exciting. Um, yeah, pretty much. Anyway, sorry about that. Leo decided to call me because, for some reason, he's doing it again. Because he does not listen. I don't know what he's talking about. Hey. And here we are. Okay. So. We're back. We're where, back where to normal. We? We're good. Okay. Now we're back on track. Okay, we obviously had to make things difficult right in the middle of fucking conversation. (laughs) He could not wait two goddamn minutes to just do that after conversation. He had to go mid-conversation. All right, I have nothing left to say because I lost my train of thought. Wow, this guy. I'm going to wrap it up with Nintendo has decided to (laughs) move parts of its production to Vietnam from China. Uh, It could be in response to the threat of tariffs from the Trump administration to China, and it's something we had covered on the show last couple of weeks uh, about the threat of a 25% uh, import tariff, and so that would effectively increase the cost of all goods, and by nature of doing that, a lot of companies were debating doing it. Could be a coincidence, could be, you know, according to Nintendo, they just wanted to diversify their production streams, Uh, but it's probably a move they felt was coming, and I'm sure if you look at a lot of even textile production, it's moved out of China into neighboring Southeast Asian countries. And so that's a trend I assume would have continued regardless, but it did not continue or or it did continue here as well. We'll see what the case is, uh, if that ends up affecting the potential, you know, tariff by nature of actually following through and moving a production facility. So that's all we got. Now we have reached the end of Quickscope. We have now a little bit of... I have not too much to talk about here other than 
a recent conversation uh, in regards to the focus of the Call of Duty franchise on mobile. And the reason for doing so has been, if you've looked at uh, what they've been trying to release, uh, this was a conversation with the vice president of mobile for Activision, Chris Plummer. They had debated, you know, they, had, they were asking about whether a port would be seen on the Nintendo Switch, and <clears throat> they spoke about how they had a focus on the iOS and Android, which 100% makes sense, because if you really think about it, Call of Duty Mobile is out in beta form. You can apply, or you can uh, <clears throat> request a beta access code on the website, um, and they introduced a Battle Royale mode as well. Although it's heavily pay-to-play, it's not like so pay to play that it would deter people. It's sort of like the Harry Potter Wizards Unite uh, version of pay to play, which is it could be constricting if you it could be Can constricting you if you're like, yo, every single time something runs out, I gotta I gotta just keep using this spell energy. Like I ran out of that shit and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I, even if I had the coins, I'm like, it's not it's not worth it. Economic. But to other people, it could be. And so within that frame, Call of Duty in particular has a very rabid market of people who buy that game, regardless of the quality. You put that on mobile, you give that same sort of, I had discussed, I believe, two episodes ago, how Blackout had turned, Blackout being the Battle Royale mode in Call of Duty Black Ops, into a pay-to-play mode. By nature of turning that into that... You can imagine if that's exploitative, how bad can a mobile model get? Which is everything. Everything would be monetized. <sighs> and people will play it. And so I mean everything. I just read an article that disgusting. Pokemon Go disgusting. has, you know, amassed two point six five billion up till now. I have a strong feeling over time as Wizards Unite evolves itself and reaches a sort of larger Harry Potter fan base who spends money, they'll get into a good space with revenue there. Nothing in comparison. I think Call of Duty could compete with... They'll reach yeah, a billion. Call of Duty Mobile has the space to compete with PUBG and uh, Pokemon Go for like elite status because PUBG is gigantic everywhere around the world. PUBG Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, PUBG Mobile and is, India. is killing it in China. And that's sure. like... There you go. There's half the, the world. Game. So what else do you well, need? Yeah. Genuinely... Honestly, that's a good point. It's like at least it's like two sevenths of the world, hypothetically speaking. That's insane. So yeah, money, 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 coming in. Cod, you gotta jump in trying to get Activision. But yeah, no. That's Activision. That could be Activision sound cue. Now that could be the Activision. That could be every fucking gaming company. You want to call it sound cue? Activision. I mean, that's that's true. Activision owns Take Two, so you know they got that money. They got GTA Five on the payroll. They do, but they got so much. They got so much money. Super interesting, just to see uh, how mobile will be at the frontier. I'm just going to cap that conversation or that little segment with the concept that I believe Apple Arcade is going to really be a dark horse in the quote-unquote subscription streaming wars uh, only because my brother got Apple TV and so I used it for like the first time genuinely and I was playing a mobile game on it, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was pretty, it was it was sort of seamless and part of me thought if they could figure out a way to 
fix the resolution of it because it has the same problem you would imagine. Uh, not a direct overlap. Yeah. So Scaling instead, Apple TV, developers, if you're listening, if I am synced to this shit and I launch this app, why can't I just launch it from the TV and then control it with my game so it's scaled to the TV and not from my phone? But I guess that would have to be a back-end scaling thing. Figure it the fuck out. Steve Jobs would have done it. RIP, Steve. It ain't Steve, though. <laughs> and so, <laughs> now okay. I'm done. It ain't Steve. Now, it, ain't Steve. it is for once in a long time back to backs back to back to backs we can be back to back to back oh wait what is it that's right baby hit, hit him with the cue hit him with the cue bro that's right yo you you what do you mean with the cue back 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 oh uh, hey, back, back, back 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 gone Okay, 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 I got you, I got you. Yeah, we're running it back because I'm finally doing two game spotlights in a row. But like I said, it's a game we've covered already, and it's a game that I'm excited about. But due to the nature of the type of game it is, they draw some updates, and these updates, in my opinion, warrant a significant change. So what am I talking about? Apex Legends 2, Apex Legends Season 2 debut, specifically. Uh, who made it? Respawn Studios. What is it? It's a battle royale pitting three teams with special powers against other crews. It's the perfect melding of Overwatch and those specific abilities, character-driven abilities, and PUBG or Fortnite. But realistically, PUBG, because Fortnite, as you create some shit, like, you don't you do that. And so it's Fortnite, or sorry, PUBG and Overwatch together. Gameplay details. So, with the Battle Pass, they've instilled... This reward system that you can actually pay for is $10 for 90 days of potential content. And when I say 90 days, you have 100 levels to climb to try to get all these different skins and just cool in-game content that normally wouldn't be available otherwise. Um, they have free rewards that are going to be interspersed in that battle pass. So say I'm playing now and I don't want to buy the battle pass, but I get up to 45 in 20 days and I realize, wow, like I'm almost halfway there and I've only been 20 days into the season. If I buy the battle pass now, do I have to start back from zero or do I get everything up to where I am now? No, you just get into it wherever you are now. So that's great. Good for you. You'll start at level 45 that you earned up to. Interspersed throughout there, if you even if you don't have the battle pass, is free rewards. That's fun. They've debuted a new hero, as they tend to do at every new season. So this particular season is Watson, baby. Watson is a female character who is a defensive character. She has these awesome barriers that change the whole complete dynamic of the game that you can instill. She can have up to 12 nodes, and then her special is a shield generating, uh, shield regenerating specifically, and projectile destroying machine that you can put up essentially to protect your team um if bangalore or gibraltar these guys that have artillery strikes throws down something in your area but watson has her ult up her ult is going to nullify their ults and that's pretty interesting and that's pretty cool any incoming grenades you throw into the area where her ult is up get destroyed because they get destroyed if they come into the area and then if you're standing in the middle of the area and you're on her team your shield slowly regenerate that's great so although i'm happy about her what i'm most excited about is the fact that Respawn does a very good job of talking to the community. They do it mainly through Reddit, and they have their own Reddit um, threads and subreddits, and they have a whole bunch of discussions. But what they did do was talk about how they wanted to change the meta and essentially make some gu guns viable. 
normally when you play a battle royale, you land, there are certain guns that you know are shit and you know that are not shit. Well, Respawn wanted to make sure that the guns you thought were shit now can be viable and they did that by adding hop-ups and different attachments to the guns that allow you to essentially customize your gameplay. Like the guns that you loved before are still just as good, but the guns you didn't love before, which meant everyone picked up a peacekeeper and you knew someone was gonna have a peacekeeper on the team. Everyone picked up a disruptor and everyone picked up, you know, not disruptor, sorry. Uh, everyone picked up um, all these energy guns because you knew they were great. Like you could change your gameplay and you can pick up all these light guns that normally you wouldn't have throw up a hop up on that thing and you shred through people normally like it's, it's kind of crazy they changed the content they changed the map very much like fortnite did uh they added these awesome pterodactyls that carry around loot boxes so you can see teams just shooting at the sky randomly across the map and they're killing some some characters dropping some loot on you um, they just made sure that they have new fun little spots that you can hide in and ultimately between the changes of additional character gun gameplay this game is like it's like a brand new game and i'm just so excited but the last thing that they did was they instilled a rank mode and i'm very much excited about that too because although they have the new gameplay and new guns and changing the meta now there's a competitive edge to the game because as you win you climb the ladder and as you climb the ladder you play better people and as you play better people you improve your own skills but realize just how good some people are it's just such a different different atmosphere involved in apex legends and if you haven't picked it up yet it's free across all consoles and on pc um all consoles excluding nintendo switch sorry about that pc xbox ps4 check it out free 99 respawn is listening to the fans they're instilling all these updates they're making sure that we are happy and i have no doubt you are going to see a resurgence of twitch viewers because it's just so much fucking fun to play it's even better to die and watch your buddies carry you to a win. Honestly, it's happened to me several times. So wonderful. So excited to see that solo. I want to see you on there because I'm getting better, bro. And I honestly think I could start carrying the squad. I like, it's, it's am not awesome. going to lie. Sweet, I have so. been debating getting Pokemon, whatever that is. <laughs> Pokemon Shield neither, or Pokemon Sword? Neither, because I Which saw one? that video with that like ice cream shits and I was like, I can't do this the ice cream but what, what do you mean you can't do this we talked about i, I mean, was gonna I'll get shield it, and you're gonna get sword and then you're like no nah, man i thought sword was it red. looked awful come on oh we're gonna do the same i'm thing. gonna buy it anyway but the what i saw the pokemon Ooh. looked awful and that's a problem i keep having which is having grown up with the original generation i can't say new generations which has nothing to do with apex i don't play apex but but you will now is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So appreciate that. Wouldn't be opposed to trying it out as long I, if it's still battle royale. I don't, I don't fucks with it. Someone give me a good team deathmatch. Okay, here we go. It's time. Speaking of <laughs> random reactions. All right. What do we have? We yeah. have how how well we have, we have uh, a series of unrelated questions we're going to have going on here, which is more or less going to be. Rapid fire reactions and one word responses, and sometimes That's questions, right. but right. the answers should always be extremely concise. And so, um, I suppose yes. uh, I'm gonna have we will start us off because I don't I don't want to start. I'm gonna have we will start us off. That's why. 
<laughs> all right, all right. So we said five questions initially, but then my questions turned into categories. So it's the same thing, but solo. I'm gonna read you five different games. For each game, I want you to give me a one word reaction about the game, okay? And that's just my first question, but it's a word association associated with a game. Ready? What's the first thing amazing. you think of when you think of Bioshock? Okay, amazing. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Arkham Asylum? Incredible. <laughs> Outstanding. <Halo>. Cuphead. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, and FIFA. Classic. Classic. Classic even nah, though it's FIFA, brand FIFA new. FIFA is okay, forever I, because I don't know how you did that, but FIFA is forever. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. It is classic. FIFA is classic, and I'm thinking in my head that it's something like. Uh, I thought you were talking about Cuphead, but anyway. Okay. All right. All right. That's how I'm gonna start it. Do you have a question, or you want me to go through all five of mine, and then we'll go circle back to yours? All right, and then now it's my turn to ask you for your five games. No, no, I mean, you don't have to. It's whatever you want. Ask your question. Uh, my question is going Hello? to be... I'm okay. going to give you a couple of games, too. Uh, let's run this. Pokemon Stadium. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> FIFA 2006 World Cup Edition. Oh my god. Miracle run, and that's all we need to say. Final that's legit. fantasy. Okay. I figured you Childhood, were gonna go with the sure. number. I mean like ten, to be honest. That's the first one I played. Halo. Ten is the first one Same I played. Same question. So Oh man. Is that is there an equivalent of like love of my Mi life, mi amor? <laughs> like me, it's mi amor. Uh, Seriously. And then lastly, so I'm going to top this one off with Warcraft Three. Oh my god! Genius, revolutionary. I don't know, like one of those two, because it just felt so good and it was so cool. And I remember sitting from my computer shower. I was going like, to say digressing. time It's not one word concise, so I'm sorry. <laughs> time, time crisis. Movies. Oh, yeah, right there. Movies. If, movies associated. Uh, off the bat. <laughs> right? Okay. We're gonna, time crisis we're gonna, we're gonna keep this right. running. Nice. Virtual reality. Oh, man. That's future. I'd say the future. I'd agree that that's definitely the future. Oh, oh, you want to keep going? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, my next one's going to be regarding Oh, so you're bringing movies. out categories. I'm just, just bringing out randos. Let me know. No, you're bringing out randos. I'm bringing out categories in terms of like, I did word association with games, now word association with movies that were adapted from games. Okay? I'm going to have five in a row, so this will be quick. Resident Evil Questionable. <laughs> okay. Prince of Persia. <laughs> Questionable as well. Okay, Assassin's Creed. Squandered potential. Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2. I know they're not directly related, but Spider-Man 2, the Greatest movie, adaptation and Spider-Man 2, the game. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then this is more futuristic, but uh, Uncharted with Tom Holland. <laughs> Less. Because no, that's what they're I would doing. say questionably curious because I will come and then I'm going to I'm just going to a lot of questions yeah. in there. Questionably curious. Uh, more surprised than Robert Pattinson as Batman would be the best way to put it. That's a good point. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would say less surprised in my opinion. Robert Pattinson coming in as Batman. What the fuck? All right, so now I'm going to give you a couple of different uh, scenarios. And my scenario is going to go along the same exact line, but these are not going to be current adaptations. They're going to be upcoming adaptations. And then I want to hear what you think they will be like. And so, Cuphead series. That's fair. The, right the Witcher move. series with... I think that's the right move. Whatever his face is. Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Very there excited. Is that. I'll I like. Honest. I'm very excited for it. And I like... Honestly, I like would be perfect. I like... You see those um, graphics? Dude, it looks fucking dope. I haven't looked at anything because I'm trying to beat sick. the game first. All I know is that Henry Cavill was Prince Albert in The Count of Monte Cristo. If anyone has not seen that, it's a super underrated movie. Yes, he was. Oh, shit. Yeah, was, was out there. Was that him? Oh, my God. Okay. Skull okay. and Bones adaptation. I liked him in The Man Called Uncle. I don't even, I'll be honest, question, questionable because I don't know. The pirate game knows. that they showed last year at E3, but that they remember at the same time as Sea of Thieves, but then they delayed it. Oh shit! Yeah, right. Right, they did deliver. Yeah. That movie will probably come out <laughs> before the game, to be honest. <laughs> I think see these. Oh, that'll take. be a great question. If the movie comes okay. out like before you. the game, is the game an adaptation of the movie? <laughs> right. Exactly. What was the, of the egg. First? Definitely the fucking game. Um, the movie, that's for sure. Halo series on Showtime. Oh, oh my god! Amazing. I was uh, that was my one of my questions for you originally, and then I crossed out was. How would you feel about Forward Unto Dawn? Uh, the it was the the, the ten episodes. All right, we're gonna set side series and nerd out a little bit. I read a couple of the Halo books growing up, so like I know the sort mm-hmm. of pre like how Master Chief was chosen and the, the sort of pre story that I believe that they're going to try to orient. But simultaneously, okay. if you remember the director of district nine neil blumkin he blumkin huh blonde camp was Dude, supposed to so good blonde camp it was supposed Bl- to camp, uh direct a version oh, of it camp. and that would have been amazing because what he did with the graphics of did. district nine yeah with Dude. a very small budget was outstanding i was just talking to someone about the other day i don't i think it's if they don't mesh the graphics in well it won't work i don't think halo needs to be a tv series i think halo works as a movie I think, honestly, the TV series would be the individual That's chapters like, or individual missions that you could do. You could have a whole fucking episode per mission. Yeah, but you think I give a shit about anything sure. not related to Master Chief busting through that door and like popping shit and really, yeah, and Showtime ain't Fuck have yeah, the fucking dude, money that it was like, like the twist that you give saw. That shit to- what do you mean, man? They they're doing what is it? Uh, uh, fuck me. 
What's the God movie that they Give do? It? And then uh, they you did know what? Uh, Who I want to see make, you know the scale of a Halo movie for me? I want to see he- I want to see James Cameron make a fucking Halo movie. I mean, James right, Cameron. You get three more questions and then we're out of here. Bro, unfortunately. One word rea- oh, right. thought, uh, rea- uh, <laughs> Potential excitement level for Xbox Scarlet. For me, through the roof. Potential I'm fucking like stoked. Wait, what did you I'm say? already saving money. That, that, I'm already saving money. I'm excited. Follow up like, question you know, related to Xbox it. and Halo and Amores. How good does Halo Infinite have to be to be considered amazing? Like what are the expectations set for it or are there none at the moment until gameplay footage comes out? What is it? I think there's no expectations. I think I played Halo 5 on Game Pass because you could, and it just booted up right away, right? Uh, uh, that That is actually going Halo to be patented by Sony soon. <laughs> it's, it's great. Booted up right away. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But either way. That joke required no loading time. Halo 5 is great and wonderful. I think it's Halo 6. You just need to give me a good story. And if you keep the multiplayer What's exactly the same, story? That's I don't relative. fucking care. If you give me a great story. And last question. Likelihood that we will see retro compatibility offered by Nintendo in the upcoming year. Low. I'm going to go 10 to 30 percent. 30 to 60 is medium and then 60 to you know 99 100%. I'm glad you didn't do I, I would go low. odds because then I would have to do the math and I didn't want to do that part. <laughs> you're like you're like ten. I was yeah. like ten. Low percentage. Was like, All right, where are we going with this one? Get I was getting the paper and pen out, get my fingers ready to count this shit. Um, just kidding. <laughs> All right, I got two questions for you then. What do you think of the current censorship in games that China is doing? Not surprising and something all the gaming companies will fold to just ask Google. Okay. All right. I mean, it's the same. That makes sense. And then as the final question of the final lap, give me one word description about your anticipated future of gaming. How do you feel about it? Or what are you excited about? One word... One word about your feelings about the future of gaming. Whatever gaming means. Interested to see the direction this goes. And it relates to that question we had said as well with, with regard to like comic. How, like now that gaming is becoming more mainstream, that's what I'm interested in. How does gaming become mainstream? How does it sort of get implemented? Has that effect? And it goes to the subscription, how you. games are developed, what the... Like, it may just make everything possible to make everything or it may sort of blow everything. It, it, there's a Pandora's box moment coming up of gaming's popularity, and I'm just, yeah. See, I'm confident about it. I'm that that was the direction. I was like, I'm confident about the future of gaming because we know it's growing, and like it seems like the public is definitely, absolutely buying into games. And then what you're saying is, what are, what's the effect of that? You know, that's why you're interested. What's the effect of the public buying into it? And yeah, you're right. Pandora's box, it's like absolutely agree. the investment think, in yeah, gaming uh, teams. There's so you many know, different There's a lot of money going in, but they're not earning a lot. And so 
you know, that's starting to, and that's, it's affecting a lot of things. And so like that, that is where the interesting thing happened. So like it went from a place of stasis and now we're in full blown out randomness. And so we're in flux. And it's exciting. And you know who you know else is only going up? PLG. Because, you know, we... Hey! Final time. I have to do it. And now, I have nothing else to add. I'm going to kick it over to Wevo for the traditional... Taking it home. Do it up. Hey, Quattro. Episode 84, baby. That's a wrap. What up? Uh, I appreciate everyone listening. I know Sol and I put a lot of hard work into these episodes, and we do appreciate all the fans and all the love. Be on the lookout for our news, PLG Everywhere. Honestly, if you just Google it, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff. Etsy is where you can find some of the merchandise. You can obviously roll over to the subreddit, check out our latest episodes and some fun little tidbits there. PeopleLikeGames.com is the hub for everything, honestly. And then... uh, Yeah, you're already listening to us, so you know where to find us. That's great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, Keep showing the love, and we're going to tune in more. We're excited for next week, where we're going to bring you some more great content. All right? Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Peace.